I had a, an idea, a topic that I wanted to cover. Okay. It being Canada Day weekend and all. Did you have anything yeah. you wanted to talk about? Mm, no, I'm going to Iceland. I'm like, still okay. need to pack. So it's like, oh, the real life. Jared's super stressed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got, what, what time is your flight tomorrow? Uh, 7 p.m. Oh, my goodness. Oodles of time. And you guys Tons live down the road from the airport. It's Just a hop, skip, and a jump. Come on. Don't be so worried. Don't be so worried, <laughs> man. What are you worried about? <laughs> Worry war. Worrying is so not adventurous. Oh, my goodness. Worrying is so not adventurous at all. You are now listening to the Open Road Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jeremy. Who are you? <laughs> oh, dude, you're breaking up. You've I've lost you. Hold on. Don't You've do lost me. Am I back? You're back, yeah. Wow. I just, yeah, I just introed myself, and then I lost you, and now, who are you? My name is Calvin. Uh, What do you do, Calvin? What do I do? Yeah. I do lots of things, but right now <laughs> I'm sitting in a chair doing this with you. Sunday yeah. night. I got a pretty bad sunburn on my Ooh. face. I can see it now in this Skype. Can you see it? Not really, actually. And I, I just have one question about your sunburn. Um, okay. I don't want to look like a total noob tomorrow. Yeah. Like, how dare you? That's my question. I don't uh, burn very easily, but I can see. Here's the deal. I fell asleep in the hammock this afternoon. Ooh, that'll do it. Exposed. That'll do it. Was it a good nap, though? Oh, so good. And I didn't even wake up, like, all, like, nasty and sweaty. I was right. pretty good. But, of course, woke up feeling awful like everyone does after a nap. Sure. Unless you wake yeah. up at the exact right moment and then you feel amazing. But that's few and far between. Never happens. Never has happened. Hey, so uh, for our listeners, b- before we you just think that we're two guys who talk about nothing and sleeping in hammocks and getting sunburns, this is actually a podcast about adventure. And the whole goal is to help yep. you. It really find, is. Yeah, to help you find more adventure in the everyday. That's what it's about. And that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. We're attempting the impossible, but we're bringing people <laughs> on to help us. That's what we're doing. Uh, and today we have part two of an episode we aired last week with Jordan Xani, who, uh, you know, went crazy viral, shared the story of how o- overnight he became one of the most uh, famous people on planet Earth. And yep. he basically brought us to this to, to where he is today. So if you haven't listened to part one, uh, I would encourage you to do that. It's a very interesting story about the behi- basically a behind-the-scenes look around what happens to you when you go viral. Fascinating stuff. And this week's episode after that is What Happens Now. What Happens very Now. Very interesting. See what he's done with uh, with what he was given. And we'll get that into that in a minute. But, Calvin, you had something you wanted to ask Enough me about. Enough about that guy. I did. Jer, you left me hanging 15 minutes extra because you said you're going to be on Skype earlier and now it's 23 minutes later. So I got to thinking, you know, what can we talk about? Yeah. And here's something that really got to me the other day, Jer, that really just, I know you don't really deal with it, but you kind of do. I never deal with it. (laughs) And that is traffic. Ooh, traffic. I can't speak enough about traffic. (laughs) You sound like an old man. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, though. I want to traffic this. and the kids and the culture. So, long story short, I'm just sitting in this most wretched traffic yes. on a random Thursday afternoon in the city. My first thought is, what in the world are all these people doing on the highway? Go to work <laughs> or go home. Why are you on the road? I am on the road because it's a special day for me to randomly be here in the middle of a work day. Yeah. So I don't know what all these people are doing. That's part A. Part B is, what do we do to get rid of this? Like, we have this massive, gigantic, beautiful country, and everyone feels the need to all come to this little place and all live and work and do life. Now, how do we encourage people to spread their wings and go exploring this beautiful land that we live in? Yeah, I guess that's why you were saying that this uh, podcast is a tall order, eh? 
that's the whole hidden yes. agenda of the podcast is to get everybody out of the GTA and to spread out in the rest of Canada so that no one has any traffic. Get out of the GTA. It's <laughs> absolutely awful. Like, why do you want to do that every day? Uh, yeah, Calvin. But the interesting thing is, is like you need to ask no further than, you know, go no further than the exact thing that you just said. Hey, why are where are all these people? Well, you're one of them, so everyone's got a special occasion, or it's the Thursday before a long weekend, so it's basically so a everyone's Friday. Everyone's on a special day doing a special thing in the middle of the day. Yeah, no, so that it's basically be. yes, it is. It's basically a Friday, and not only that, but it's before a long weekend, so it's like double of a Friday. On Friday, yes, at, at noon, like half the workforce gets off early, and maybe not half the workforce, but probably about twenty percent of the entire workforce gets off early on Fridays, especially in right. the summer. Right. Because a lot of people, here's what happens, Calvin. A lot of people build up vacation days and like mm-hmm. as they stay at a company for longer and longer. So you have like five yes. weeks vacation. So then for the entire summer, you make every summer a long weekend. And there, boom, there you have it. I understand how vacation days work. Yeah, you take a Friday mm-hmm. and then you got five yes. extra long weekends. Okay, Jer. So just let's okay, just so that was from here practically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. in the world do we do about this? Because it just seems... I was just reading an article because you left me hanging, so I Googled it. What the heck do we do about this? Because I just – next time I go down to the city in six months, I don't want this to happen again. Sure. So I'm going to try and fix it before then. Okay. Um, what did I Google? Let me just bring it up here. This, this first solution would be to make more roads. That has been debunked. That is not a valid solution at all. Really? The main theory is if you build more roads, they're just going to get filled up. Not good. And there's all the lame ones like take public transit and ride your bike to work, but no one does those. So you want us to get really creative. Really I think, creative. I, think I what know it, what you're going to say. What What am I going to say? Plague. Put, put words in my mouth. A new plague. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were going to say there needs to be a new plague. Uh, where was I the other day? I think I said that like three times in one day. Were you with me that time? And people were like, whoa, what are you saying? Probably. Dude? You say that a lot. Whenever you see a crowd, you just <laughs> muffle or mumble under your breath, we need a new plague. Uh, for those of you who think I'm a terrible human, it's uh, a line from The Office. B- but it is a line that I actually do kind of, you know, believe in a little bit. I, I think um, pandemics and, like, epidemics are really interesting. Like, there's nothing that fires me up more than a good SARS scare. Right. But like why can't how there be how like interesting was that when SARS was traveling like when it came to Toronto everybody freaks out and it's like supposedly the hysteria is like you're you, this is like the end of the world and then you're like okay then it right. kind of went away and that's actually interesting too because it, because we have the infrastructure to deal with stuff like that that's where I think the solution also is for your um your sit your 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 population problem is in infrastructure mm-hmm. in other places. So it's not building more roads in Toronto, but it's building bi- like bigger cities elsewhere because the people got to go somewhere and there's got to be stuff for the people to do. I agree. And it's not a population problem. It's just a, yeah, I think it's just infrastructure, like you say. So, I mean, yeah, like a great plague, we'll call it a plague, but <laughs> I mean, wouldn't a sweet plague to kind of plague Toronto with some sort of big scare where force people to like leave the city and want to just be elsewhere. What about That'd a gi- great. What about a giant uh, a giant vortex that sucks everybody up and drops them strategically around the country so no one gets injured or dies but they like are spread apart. Yeah, I mean maybe like some sort of government thing too though, right? Where you just like get $100,000 if you leave and never come back <laughs> and you just like start inhabiting other parts of the country. Well, I'm sure that there is a cost-benefit uh, ratio the equation to be done that that would actually make sense for the government to pay you to move because right. the hours of lost productivity of people sitting traffic, it's insane. Oh, it's insane, Jerry. So there's definitely so a... I think that's the first step is to figure out what the cost uh, equation is and so, then from there figure out how much money we have to do something cool with. So I actually have a legitimate answer to this and what they're saying is... Uh, uh, sorry, I need to bring it up here. Is this you or the internet talking here? This is the internet talking. This okay. is uh, from the Atlantic, and okay. they call it uh, ha, 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 congestion pricing. Okay. And I believe that just means toll roads. And so they already do this in lots of European cities, and it yeah. has proven to be massively successful. Yep. Um, well, I'm, we have, we have that here. It. I'm all over it. 
Well, how know, often do you take the four four oh seven? Uh if I'm in a huge panic, but yeah. See, goes, so if you're all for it, you're not all need for to it. Take it. Yeah, if you're not, if you no, say because you're it all doesn't go it. where I need to go. No, no, it how? goes too far because I don't how? ever go that down that uh, west. Mm, yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, you do buy that. I'm telling you, <laughs> you buy that. <laughs> all right, whatever you say, Cal. Um. So, but yeah, yes, and I they're actually that, doing that, that right now. That's a great dude. solution. They're doing that right, right. now. And they're yes, turning the, agree, yeah, yeah. the HOV lanes into HOT lanes. Right. And I'm, I think that's a great solution. And it's a, a moneymaker. A moneymaker. So isn't that so? It, then the complaint is, man, only the rich can afford it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but, then, but then they're... <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous, yeah. though. No. Okay. I mean, well, well. So, so here's here's the next question. The next step in this quest. What? Uh, how can you have an adventure when you're stuck in traffic? That's a practical tip. Because uh, until all of this stuff happens, until the creative geniuses get together and put together a good solution, what are we gonna do? Do you like the alphabet game where you find a license plate with every letter or like a word? I like that, but you have to someone to play that with. I mean, the thing too is that so many people travel alone, right? It's so hard to play a game by yourself. You know what so I want. You know what that's I want. where we come in as a podcast, as just yeah. pure entertainment. Yeah, just listen to this podcast. That's your solution, and then daydream about all of the cool stuff we talk about and our guests talk mm-hmm. about. Except it's daydreaming about sitting in traffic is what we're making people think about right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not not good, not good. Now, Calvin, have this. I think would be an adventure on the highway. You're in traffic. All right. You're Ooh. you're in a car. Terrible, awful. Now. It's the worst. Now, yeah. you remember you saw something once, and Ooh, a, yeah. a person on a motorcycle, what did they do in traffic? Mm. What did I see them do? Oh, I don't know. They went into the um, shoulder and just buzzed by at 200 km an hour? Exactly. Now, here's the question. Why Followed can't that catwalk? be you? <laughs> that's true. Why like, that's can't that be you in your thing, car? Right? Because it's always just one dude, and everyone is just by themselves in the car. So, why so can't... Good? you turn that into a lane in traffic and uh, like, would you think you'd ever do that? Or do you think no, you do you'd... turn the shoulder into a lane? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you well, think that you just would... goes back to the problem? Like you cannot use it cause it's just going to get filled up. But you mean as like an emergency, like you're willing, you're risking getting in trouble. Yes. Going like in that lane. you for your yeah. own personal adventure, breaking the rules, looking like a major jerk in front of everybody else yep. on the highway. Would you say yes to that adventure? Uh, under the right circumstances, Jerome, I would say yes to that. Okay, well, I think a goal of this podcast Here's... is to, under every circumstance, have us say yes to that adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're just in a hurry to go nowhere? Exactly. Take it. Always take the shoulder. Take the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> With the family in the minivan, oh, yeah, take the shoulder. Time. Like, what would you do if you saw someone doing that in their car? Like, kicking up gravel, all the garbage that's at the side, shredding down the shoulder. (laughs) Honestly, I would just think, you know what, man? If he's going for it, all the power to him. But at the same time, you'd think that person is the worst. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, I I, I never think the guy on the motorcycle is the worst. Because I'm like, yeah, he's going for it. Yeah. And he's weaving through cars going down the, the middle, right? Yeah. I mean... People are always just jealous of that guy. Yeah. So, well, anyways, once you uh, finished uh, in in the traffic there, how's the rest of your weekend? I mean, we had a wedding in there for our friends. We had Canada Day. We had a, then on top of that, we had Saturday, Sunday. Like, what a great, it's it's felt like perpetual weekend. I'm from Canada, so (laughs) they think I'm slow, eh? (laughs) Yeah, it was a very long weekend for me, for sure. I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm feeling actually quite tired, so yeah. I'm ready to hit the sack and then just uh, tackle the next work week. Me too. I'm going to Iceland tomorrow. That's not tackling work week at all, Jer. <laughs> you <laughs> yes, <are>. it <laughs> is, dude. <laughs> you know how much work it is to pack strategically yeah. for a 14-day trip? How much work? Well, it's that balance between being a minimalist and being someone who's a little, like, who, you know, is taking a little extra stuff to be comfortable and we have a car and we're not camping so it's like all of these how many pairs of shoes are you bringing only seven like you got flip-flops last year right yeah for the first time that was a big deal when you bought those huge Um, so you got your flip-flops and you're bringing your tilly hat 
and you're bringing yep. a couple of and t-shirts. H- hiking shoes, t-shirts. Yeah. It's not going to be super warm out there, so i got to bring a sweater, maybe two. A couple As City's Burn shirts, My yep. Children, My Bride shirt. What else yep. you got? Uh, my sunglasses. Uh, instead nice. of my Bose headphones, I'm bringing some nice little Shure earbuds. Okay, interesting. I'm Just trying to pack light. Instead of a big journal, I'm bringing one of those cool little books I got. Yep, one of those ones you gave me. Um, I do have a good amount of socks and underwear, which I you never regret having an extra. Are you sure? I am sure. You change your you change your underwear every day traveling? Of course not. No. Every so eight. how many pairs did you bring? Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that many pairs of underwear. I, like I said, extra underwear, one pair extra. And then when you run out, you just don't need <laughs> underwear, right? Oh yeah, of course. Thanks to the internet. No, so we're we're uh, really excited. We're we're mostly packed, but uh, feeling good, and ready to go. Good. So wait, um, are you guys going on foot anywhere? Like, do you have a backpack, or are you bringing little rolly suitcases? Uh, so we have one big suitcase. That'll live in okay. the in the car and in the hotel rooms, and then we have one. Like, oh yeah, just normal school style backpack that like we'll a day take pack. on day trips. Nice, nice. Okay. Um. So now, are you guys both bringing cameras? Uh, or we're one s- camera. We're still figuring out the camera situation. We have phones and probably one camera and maybe a GoPro. Nice. So okay, you getting a roaming package? Nope, but uh, this is really cool. The company we booked with they give us a cell phone. What? Yep, for, to have for the whole time. So I don't know what the plan is on Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, like so we they can g- call they, ahead. They, they just, they give it to you here or you pick it up there? You pick it up. It's part of your package. They like take you to the rental car. Oh, they give sweet. you your itinerary. And uh, so, yeah, so for, I guess we we didn't get into it much the other episode, but basically nope. we're doing a 10 day tour around the whole island and all of those okay. ho- uh, like hotels and guest houses and stuff are booked for us. And they tell hmm. us things we can do each day. And then we're spending a week in the city exploring. We'll do day trips out of there. That's kind of more us on our own. So, okay. So, um, Icelandic delicacy is uh, fish jerky, Ooh. which I think you'll be all over. I think you'll love that. I've had salmon jerky before. It didn't do a ton for me, but uh, probably Icelandic this stuff is, will be good. I think good. this is whitefish. Ooh, yeah. I just remember my uh, roommate always getting it mailed to him from his father. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, interesting. Anyways, uh, pick me up a pack. Yeah, sure. That'd will. be great. Of course, of course. Okay, great. Uh, anything else you want to cover here, Jared? No, I think that's good. I mean, next episode, uh, okay. you know, I'm going to be in in Iceland. We'll do a little bit of a yeah. uh, of a hey, how are you? And we're going to send that audio over to Cole. He's going to edit it up and post it up for us, which is generous. I'll do it. Don't worry. Don't bother Cole. I'll do it. No problem. <laughs> All right, send it over to you, and then it'll, it'll be uh, you know our our best uh, production yet. And here we go. Yep. All right, so you didn't really have any concrete ideas or plans for my um, new urban ur- urban planning initiative, really, did you? I didn't tell you about the hover car idea. You did not tell. Oh, did I? I didn't tell you about my train car idea either. All right. Well, I think we got to get we got to get into those ideas another day. The train car? Yeah, we, you're gonna push the train car yeah, idea. Leave us hanging. Okay, fine. Train car. If our listeners find it interesting, they'll get mad and ask us to revisit it. And if not, I'm going to a metropolis know. near you. The train car. All right. So this is our part two of our interview with Jordan Xani. And um, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, this, let's just, again, let the interview speak for itself. Here's part two mm-hmm. with Jordan. Mm. All right, we're back another week. Uh, Calvin and Jeremy here with our good friend Jordan Xani, who, uh, wow, quite the tale he told to us last week. And, uh, you know, some real missed opportunities, of course, where, he, you know, he could have been on, you know, his own private jet, 20 women at his fingertips. I can't but, believe uh, it. He just let just it go. said no to that straight up. Well, what I kind mean... of willpower? <laughs> or and I don't know if that's be- willpower or how stubborn I am. Hmm. I just, I, I mean... I don't know. Like, I just knew that deep down I would look at, I would like be in that situation. I'd be yeah. sitting there and being like, this oh, sucks. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate this. I hate everything about this. And like, I don't know. Like, how could anything good possibly come of that? Well, no, Jordan, no, one, that's, no, um, one, no one wins there. Your story yeah. from last week just still blows my mind. It's just so bizarre that it could happen and just, uh, yeah, it's just a crazy tale. Yeah, and I think that level-headedness that you just described there, like f- putting yourself in that situation in your mind and saying, yeah, I do not want to be there. Um, that sort of foresight and that, um, uh, I don't know, that ability to kind of 
know what you want or ask yourself what you want has been kind of a cool thing that's colored your story as you've tried to stay sane through this whole endeavor so you know where are we today what are we what are we up to after uh, a year and a bit after all this uh, craziness happened um so in short i mean you know the the hustle continues um it's been a it's been an evolving it, it the narrative and everything has evolved so much from my own journey personally but also from a business perspective um, you know, personally, I, I mean, I had a epic breakdown, hmm. um, towards hmm. the middle of last year. Like I was, I mean, it, it was bad guys. Like I was, um, I was living in the Midwest because I had turned my back on a lot of the entertainment stuff and ended up, um, ended up raising a bunch of venture capital for a startup idea that was going to use okay. the story to launch. It's like a travel app and that company blew up founding team blew up i was all alone um it was like a month before demo day we got into this accelerator great accelerator called the brandery and um at the end of it we had to get on stage in front of 500 investors and explain our business and i had nothing like a month beforehand and i just remember being in this apartment in cincinnati i like was in there for three weeks and i was just i just hated everything that happened because everything felt like it had fallen apart i felt like such a failure i was so depressed i honestly didn't know if i'd ever leave that apartment like it was wow it was bad and it's taken me like you know it took me the rest of last year and into this year to really work that out in my mind and understand Mm. that fundamentally i was not the story like my worth was not dictated by the viral story Hmm. right Um, right it's really easy to confuse the two when you get that level of external validation for part of your life. But I mean, the whole thing doesn't even feel like part of, part of my life because it, it was so not me. Right. right? Like, and, mm-hmm. but even still I lost who I was. I lost what I care about. I lost everything in that. Um, so now today, I mean, I, I go around and tell that journey, um, through speaking, which is something like speaking was always my first love. And I never okay. thought I'd have the opportunity to like actually go around and like talk to schools and companies about some of these things. But like what I talk about now has to do with self-worth in a digital age because we are in a generation, of course, that gets so much of, you know, the ammo we need to fight another day from likes in, on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and on in tandem, we display this image of perfection of ourselves. And so I, I mean, I struggle with this for, I've struggled with this like forever. I mean, I, I remember like, you know, my, the early days of like, you know, having ICQ back in the late nineties, yeah. the conversations you'd have with your friends after school. And you, you, we learned very young of how to put this mask on because we could hide. Right. Um, of course. So, I mean, you know, and a lot of this journey goes back to the fact that for most of my life I had very little self-worth hmm. and that's why the, the story I think took it the heavy toll that it did on me beyond a certain point in time. Um, so, you know, being able to share that story now is a tremendous gift and I share it with uh, a shit ton of honesty and vulnerability because I really just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> it's really the honest truth. I mean, I, I just right. simply don't. Like you guys heard in the last episode how I was talking about, you know, the different individuals in the entertainment agency world. And I just like, I just don't care yeah. because I think there's so much contrived bullshit that we breathe in every day that it is incredibly important now than ever more so now than ever before that we actually sort of like, you know, look at this stuff for ourselves and sort of put the mirror on ourselves. And so working with kids and youth on that is hugely rewarding because so there's I'll share this one with you guys. So there's this talk that I just started doing about a month ago. I did seven or eight times last month and it's called What's Your Big Lie? And how it works is it's aimed at elementary, high school and college students. And uh, it's basically, you know, this idea that everyone has some major secret, something that they never tell the outside world and something Mm -hmm. that they totally compensate for every single day. And it totally shapes their reality. And what if you could share it in real time from your phone and display it on a screen in an auditorium, in an auditorium with your with your fellow students? Wow. And so we actually mm. created this platform where you can text into a number and it immediately projects onto the screen. And of course, we also we also curate them quickly to make sure there's no like poo emojis or like death threats. <laughs> sure. Like, uh, Eggplant those emojis. Those do happen. Not very much, but they do happen. Um, uh. But... I mean, dude, it's crazy. The shit that's shared. Wow. Like, it's like, it's a constant stream of like, 
I hate myself. I think I'm pregnant, but I haven't told anyone. My mom beats me. I'm scared wow. of my dad's belt. I'm addicted to heroin. And I don't know what to do. I'm already gone. Like those are all verbatims of mm. stuff because I, I've just finished it actually putting together a one page to talk about the talk. And the, those were like some of them that I just pulled out randomly from a great eight right, right. that I wow. spoke to. And oh, so, so wow. all of a sudden, the viral story is a way to get into that conversation because mm. ultimately – like this idea of living in this digital environment means that we can sort of look at virality as kind of like this apex of our digital self, right? Sure. And so mm. now I'm the guy saying that, well, here's my story. I crumbled under that, A. And also I was running from a bunch of shit, B. And C, it was all because I was compensating for this big lie about myself that ding, 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 I have not been okay for the vast majority of my life. Mm. And I always told everyone I was. Right. So – that's the power of like the story in my mind now because it's an opening to have that conversation. Yeah. And believe me, I do not touch on the story for more than like I need to. It's like a minute tops. Yep. But mm -hmm. it's still a conversation starter. Oh, because unfortunately, people remember it. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big focus. And I mean that that sort of embodies everything I do now too. Like mm -hmm. so um, so there, there's that piece. Imposter cast is is directly tied to this this level of vulnerability and openness with the the inner imposter that we all have. Um and I mean, then that, that same idea is going to be translated onto TV and into a couple other projects uh, with the book as well. Very cool. So, so right. it's, kind of, it's, so it's gone from like this travel romance, you know, good guy next door, you know, going to bang a bunch of girls with the same name narrative all the way to, all the way to this conversation about like vulnerability and self-worth. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I am so fucking thankful that I got it there and I don't pretend like it's perfect I don't pretend that mm -hmm. I'm totally okay today but at least I find way more meaning to talking about that to like a high school group yeah. in Cranbrook oh than yeah like being on like good morning America talking about some bullshit yeah that was Man, one I thing I was like going so, oh go ahead Kelf. go ahead Jer okay I, I just feel like so encouraged and that you were able to basically take this giant machine that could have gone a million different directions and actually steer it somewhere that's doing good for someone I think I, I think I also steered a good chunk of it into, you know, into a mountain as well. But yeah, right, right, <laughs> because right, of course, right. you know, taking it that way meant saying no to a lot of the obvious low hanging fruit and a lot of sure, those yeah. And it's funny because here, here's something that's funny. I don't mind being this open about. It. So like we just sent out the book proposal recently, and I mean it's it's a proposal that captures a lot of what we just talked about, which I think is incredibly contemporary. And I mean it uses a bit of the story, but mostly the stories of others yep. and research and stuff. Um, and I mean it's so funny because you hear back from people in the business, like the publishers and stuff, who are all brilliant people, and they look at it and they say, "Well, yeah, like for sure, there's definitely a great book in here, or there's definitely an interesting book at least. I mean, who knows if it'll be great? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but." Your story, you were the travel, you were the trip around the world guy. You can't talk about this stuff. Who are you to talk about this stuff? Right, right. And that's the thing that I run into every single day. And I think it's absolutely crazy that we look at these viral stories and like, or, or people for that matter that are in a public spotlight in such a singular dimension, right? Yeah, and it also, yeah. I mean, it also, we think about that of how we position ourselves every day as well too. I mean, like how do people like see you guys, right? Yeah, like, right. And I think we can all ask ourselves that question and- so like my response has been like, well, who the fuck am I not? Like I'm not saying I'm a, a psychotherapist here. Like I'm just saying I'm a guy with a story that's a a able to fortunately dig it out of others yeah. by just admitting my own shit. Um, but it's just funny because again, like we live in a world that just like it is so focused on those moments of traction, this external traction that we get from going viral or from getting a job or from getting the hot girl or whatever that all of a sudden everything else to do with ourselves goes out the window. Hmm. Uh, right. It's a huge shame. Hmm. We'll never know really what the double rainbow guy is like. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can bring that story. <laughs> I mean, he's an As a person. I'll look at the human side of the double rainbow guy. I think, I've, I think I've, if I've you dig down. in YouTube, there's probably some interviews with the person where you get to see him. I know they've done that for certain viral stars. Okay. Yeah, they probably have. But have they, have they really leaned oh, in? Oh, I'm sure not. Though? Not like, in five minutes. That's, that's, yeah. And like, that's sort of the thing, right? Like with, with some of the other, uh, stuff that's going on too, it's like, you know, how can you start telling those stories in a, in a way that is like all of a sudden, like it just normalizes them and makes, mm. makes all these things more human. Cause I think if we can do that with celebrity culture, by the way, I'm just, I'd be, I'm just using viral people as a starting point because it's, yeah, yeah. Group. but like, I think all these people that we, you know, that youth grow up worshiping and that we look up to as adults, like they're all 
people. Totally. Right? And we mm-hmm. forget that. Um, so Did you get a good sense of that when you spent you know, like your, your first bit of time down in LA, like, I mean, yeah, just working totally. with the producers and yeah, I mean, is it, uh, they're dude, they're all just people like, and that's the mm-hmm. thing. And like, that's, that's the, 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 like, I mean, I, so many hilarious moments where I, I would just be like this way, this is really it. Like, I don't know what I really imagined, but like, right. I imagine that the majority of our pop culture was being orchestrated by some sort of like evil genius madman. <laughs> But really, it's just like a bunch of bros hanging out, like totally. just talking by the water cooler. <laughs> like it's like it's the most normal right. stuff. And then even with like the celebrity world and stuff, too. I mean, you know, I didn't have that much exposure, but I definitely had enough to like the right kind of people that I mean, it's very clear that, yeah, like everyone kind of sees through this stuff on the inside. Yeah. The challenge is, mm-hmm. is like from a pop culture's perspective, very few people are comfortable with rocking that boat. If sure. They're within the system. They don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. Yep. Because if you go right, out and demonize exactly. these organizations, you're out of the family and you're done. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny that way. But yeah, I mean, it, this is this is a huge cultural problem, I think. For and it's not just it's not just I, I don't mean to just paint the conversation with like, you know, uh, like those kinds of people either. I mean, I think it this impacts all of us in different ways. Yeah, and it's interesting, I think, when you talk about celebrity culture, how um we, I don't think we even really understand, A, how pervasive it is, and B, how it affects us. Like, even in a way when, when Luke said, hey, dude, I know I know Jordan, and uh, he might be interested in coming on your podcast. I'm like, whoa, like, the Jordan, the, like, trip around the world guy? And, like, I found myself <laughs> in some ways being like, oh, that's, you know, I, I've heard about that guy. Or, like, there's some right. element of celebrity there that I even found myself being like, oh, this is really cool, and oh, well, what are we going to talk about? Or he really wants to come on our show, or different things like that, where it's like, man, he's just a guy. We're just guys. Like, like it was interesting to even see myself mm. in some small way thinking weird things or different things that I wouldn't about just somebody else. But, dude, I do it all the time, too. Like, all the time. Like, I mean, I, I had coffee yesterday with, like, this speaker that I really look up to, and he's a totally normal dude. And he's not like a he's not like a Tony Robbins, but he's doing pretty good. Sure. And I I mean I get nervous about that. And like yeah. it's like a guy from like Richmond Hill. Like who the hell cares? Right. right? right, right. Like, and and but we we build those things up for one reason or the other. And like it's funny that you felt that way with Luke because I mean like Luke has seen me like in the lowest of the low. I mean I I started staying at Luke's place like when I would come back into Toronto for brief little bits because like I couldn't afford yeah like a place to stay like it's the honest truth like Mm -hmm. i mean like you know you want to hear the real version of this like i was raising venture capital for the the startup that has since been tanked in the ground um in san francisco while sleeping out of a rental car right and like and and like showering out at la fitness because there was nothing left and like the deep irony of that is of course is like i can't even go to a coffee shop without getting recognized but i just woke up in the parking lot across the road in your little dodge dart I think it was a, it was like a, uh, I think it was a Kia Grande. Yeah. Kia, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. Um, but I mean, so mm. that's, that's the weird side of it. And we never hear or think of that side, but yeah. it's definitely a thing. And, and again, I, I, the only reason I, I talk about this stuff now is not so that we can bring justice to celebrity culture. I don't yeah, give yeah, a shit yeah. about that. I think it's just, it freaks me out when I am working with kids now and like even in my own friends, if I'm being really honest, like, but especially when I'm working with kids. And like they're they're working on their like their perfect selfie uh, sort of poses so that sure. they can display this perfect image of themselves, right. or they they tell everyone that everything is hunky dory and they fake this like enduring optimism that yeah. is obviously contrived, yeah. or like they don't speak up when they're hurting inside. I mean, and it all comes from to me, it all comes from celebrity culture. Mm. It all comes from that because that's mm. what we or naturally look up to, and that's what we're exposed to on a crazy ongoing basis growing up. Well, and earlier you said how, you know, the things you're talking about, like it's all pretty contemporary. And I think you're right. And I think it is so important because even like with the way that technology has been moving so fast, even if you think of people who are five, 10 years younger than us, like the people who are in high, who are in high school right now, like it is even night and day different than when we were that age. Oh, in terms of how sure. all of this stuff like, like, is just at their fingertips and they're living in it and they're trying to wade their way through it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And there's no, 
See, this is the thing now, right? Like there's no actual separation between like church and state in terms of like my digital life or like my on or my right. analog life. Like it's all the same now, right? right even even right. for us. But the thing is, is like we knew what it was to have a difference, yes. to have those two separated. Yes. Generation now, no chance. Like, I mean, mm. I have friends that have like kids that are a year and a half old that are like figuring out how to use iPads. Totally. And by the time they're two and a half, they're like better at like, you know, solitaire than my mom, who's like been sure. solitaire on a laptop for the last 10 years. Like, I, yeah. I mean, it's 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 astonishing. Right. Um, so, I, I mean, that really messes with our development and our, our psychological well-being mm. in a way that isn't necessarily categorized by current mental health. Um, like it's not it's oftentimes for these sorts of things, there's not a clinical diagnosis. Exactly. I mean, it can mm -hmm. lead to that. But so that's why there's a more of a conversation, thank God, around mental wellness among youth now. Yeah. So it's not it's not about saying, you know, you're bipolar or you have skits or you're depressed. It's more about saying, like, look, you're not treating yourself as you need to to keep a level right. head. Yeah. And, and even to fall we, apart at some point. And even if we think, too, of the like the, even the gap between us and kids who are five years younger than us. Now you start to factor in, OK, well, what about their parents? Like, do they have any concept for some of the struggles that these kids are facing based on all of the stuff that they are exposed to at you know by the time they're in grade four <laughs> yeah or whatever. Can, can i tell you a quick story yeah about i'd that? love to so love so to. it's going back to the what's your big lie talk but i i was speaking to i think it was a grade 10 group and the board superintendent was there um and um after i get off the stage the talk ends in a way where um so if you can imagine so like i said we go from like this like digital uh, I'm sharing anonymously with my peers and everyone has this holy shit moment and realizing they're not alone. And then by the end of the talk, a couple other things happen, but by the end of the talk, it ends in, um, a bit of an open mic and people can go up and share, um, the story of their big lie. And so it's a way of going from a totally anonymous digital perspective yeah. to like, uh, I'm here as a human standing in front mm. of you, flesh and bone. It's incredibly touching. And right. these stories are absolutely astonishing. And, I mean, oh, like there was this one one woman that came up, young woman that just came, that came up, um, and she, I mean, she was sort of like the first of the last group um, for this one particular day, and it always takes one person to come up before you get like six, right? And she comes up and she like grabs the mic, and I sort of look at her I'm like, "Are you okay? Do you want to do this?" And she said, "Yeah, I want to do that." I'm like, "Okay." And then she she the next word out of her mouth is, you know, when I was in grade two, I was sexually assaulted and was forced to sexually assault some of my friends. And she went into the story about how she was entirely coerced and and how to this day there's this ongoing struggle because so many people don't believe her that happened except for the people that were there. Mm. And it's led to incredible depths of depression and suicidal thoughts and tendencies. And she doesn't know what to do. Um it, it, I mean, it's it's just stuck with me in such an incredible, powerful way. And I mean, and it, it, just objectively speaking, unfortunately, her story is not more unique than the others. Like they're all equally heartbreaking. Sure, right. Um, but at the end of it, and after all of this, the the board superintendent and a teacher come up to me, and they knew what was coming. Right? They knew that this talk was going to get pretty real. I don't think they expected yep. that real, but they they had an idea. Yep. And they said, Jordan, the things that you had on the screen, they had to be fake. And I was like, no, mm. that's wow. not. And they're like, no, like our students would never write that. That is not something that's going on in their lives right now. That is not real. You totally contrived that. You had a video playing. You had all the things submitted already. That's not real. And I was like, no, like, let me show you how it works. Wow. And I, I did a live demo right then and there. And like, well, I, I, it must have been the other students from the other schools then and not our own. And I was like, no, like this is what is going through the minds of your students. This mm. is what is holding them back in a way that you will never hear about. And what you are going to do from here is you are going to try to control it because that is your job. You are in a risk management function. But if you do more shit like this, what's going to happen is hopefully you can start creating cultures of openness and humility and vulnerability at your school where maybe the students can be a little bit more real with each other about what's actually going on. Maybe they'll never be that real with you, but my guess is if that's your approach, they probably won't, will never be anyway. Right. Like, and, and so, and that's not the first time I've had that conversation. Wow. But so that's the thing. And I mean, but on the flip side, I also get letters from parents saying that, oh my God, my, my kid came home and had this incredible thing to share with us over dinner about like how he's feeling and how he told his friend and turned out mm. his best friend felt the same way. And he had no idea. I'm like, thank you for that. So, I mean, it goes both ways, but I think to going back to your point is like, we 
are terrible at vocalizing that level of vulnerability. So we bottle it up and growing up in a world like especially this the generation that grew up purely in a digitally enabled world. I mean, how would you know any different, right? Yeah. How would you know mm-hmm. anything different than, you know, we just share the best things in our life and we share this this perfect version of ourselves because that's just what you do. Right? Yeah. So, wow. And rant. <laughs> how do you uh how do you kind of I mean, after you do these speaking engagements, like what's your responsibility in doing something after the fact with, you know, what you've now opened up in that um, in that class or community? Like, do you just kind of have to leave it with uh, with the teachers and the faculty and do you give them any kind of um, advice or information as what to do now? So- so funny you should ask. So yeah, so before all these keynotes, I mean, I, I always speak with the teachers and let them know what's mm-hmm. sort of going to happen. Um, but what we've realized is that it's still not enough. T- and so we're actually, right. um, I mean, I always, um, so basically, I, I mean, anyone that wants to chat, I redirect them to different resources. Like there's so many good resources out there right. in their community and digitally. And I mean, so the first thing is always making sure that there's an awareness of those resources. And also... That there's awareness that like, you know, that people care and you can talk to your friends or you can talk to your teachers. And even if, you know, you don't like them or you don't get along with them, there's everyone's still here for you. So that's sort of the first thing. So, yeah, you got to create that culture of like we're all in this together. And then from what I understand from a number of those talks is like that culture has done quite a bit to actually advance the conversation. Like I got a note actually just today from someone who was in a talk last month that said, hey, craziest thing happened. But ever since the talk. Um, I've been really open about how I've been feeling and now I'm actually helping a friend of mine who wasn't even at the talk acknowledge and, and take ownership of her big lie. And she's talking about oh, with wow. me openly and it's like, it's really great because I didn't know the side of her existed and I, I really love her. Um, so that's awesome. And I just wrote back like, holy shit, that's amazing. So, it, it, so I think it's important to build that culture, but the follow on to that, because I realized that that's not quite enough in all cases. Um, so I'm actually bringing together a task force over the course of July of um, uh, it's going to be students, teachers, administrators, psychotherapists, social workers, a couple police officers, a couple authors and like big thinkers and dreamers. Um, and we're putting together actually like a playbook uh, that's going to be left at schools, one for the students, one for the teachers after these talks about how to create oh, a neat. culture of supported vulnerability. Right. Um, yeah. Because I mean, there's got to be there's got to be more. Right. Because that's the thing. Like you're sort of dropping this bomb. For sure. And then oh, saying, exactly. Like, yeah. Peace. And, and that's not fair to anybody. Yeah. Um, and that certainly wasn't the intention. I think if I'm being really honest, I didn't expect that this talk would get so real and emotional. Right. It was kind of a crazy experiment the RCMP and I came up with. And here we are. But like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're we're going to we're going to we're going to do a bit of a playbook there. And then I think we're also going to focus on how do we build up more of a workshop structure? How are there more trainers? How is there like a team of people that could go around and facilitate this stuff? Hmm. Um, so that's kind of the dream. We'll we'll see how it goes to get there. But that's great. But yeah. Um. One thing that this both of these conversations has got me thinking a lot about, Jordan, is uh, some of the stuff that we're doing on this podcast. Like, in on one hand, I'm so thankful that we get to talk about something in some ways as frivolous as adventure. Like, when you think of how uh, deep the human experience is and how, you know, many ups and downs uh, different people have, you know, sometimes I think, oh, are we just... Like, are we talking about anything that even matters on this podcast when we explore the idea of adventure and what it means to have more adventure in our lives and in our everyday? And I think as we've been chatting with different people and finding uh, finding different nuggets along the way, um, really it's about people's stories. And we think that when people are on an adventure, they're kind of living a more exciting story and are finding themselves or finding what's valuable to them. Um do you have any thoughts kind of on why adventure is important or even if it's important and how yeah. some of the stuff that you've been working on, how you see it kind of the idea of adventure and story kind of mixing into some of the stuff that you've been doing? Yeah, man. I, I will. First of all, I love how you look at that. I think that's a really healthy um, and intelligent and thoughtful way to look at that. Um, and because I, I think often the conversation around adventure gets diluted to travel. Sure. Which ironically, yes. I mean, I started a travel startup and a travel charity and both of which mm. have bit the dust. Um, and I kind of pivoted away from that because I realized at a certain point in time that 
travel is in terms of all the needs of the world, it is a very frivolous thing. And you don't necessarily need to travel the world to find yourself. And I think that's sure. something that we're buying into as a generation. Like I think right. there's this huge thing among millennials right now being like, oh, like I'm not happy. So I got to go. I got to go to Patagonia for a month. I, it's the only way out of this. Like because <laughs> but like it's like, you know, like, you're, you're, dude, you're still there. Like, you know, you're yeah. not going anywhere. The problems still exist. And so I love how you guys look at adventure because I think adventure like you can take place like in a totally normal everyday routine. I think it can take place in um, in your community. I think it can take place in your relationships. Um, and so I think that's a really important thing because I think and I think if I'm hearing and understanding you properly, I think that the implicit idea underneath adventure for you is that it is often predicated upon just trying to be maybe a little bit more bold than you would otherwise. Totally. Right. And like, and that's it. And it's like, it's just that little bit of bravery. Like I would say you guys putting together this podcast is an adventurous thing to do because it has totally changed your, I mean, it's, it's opened up your world. You're sharing, you know, you're sharing yourself out there. Yep. You're connecting with other people. Um, and you're producing something that's going to be left behind. Like that's a fucking adventure right there. Yeah. You didn't have to travel to Patagonia for a month to get the inspiration to do this, or maybe you did, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but you, you did it. You said yes. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's really important because I think as soon as we all start to do that and we all start to make sure that we're still consistently challenged, I don't actually think that's frivolous at all. I think that's a very noble pursuit mm -hmm. because I think the more you do of that, the more you start to realize the impact that you can have in another person's life, not in the world, but in, in, in another person's life. And you can realize by doing those small things that like, honestly, guys, if you impact one person with your podcast in a pretty profound way, like mission accomplished, right? Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. I feel like we often say, well, if I'm not going to impact a, a billion people, then what's the point, right? Mm. Like, and, or not a billion, but you know what I mean? If I, if I'm not going to create this big, huge, awesome thing, then what's the point? Yeah. yeah. And I think just being more adventurous every day reminds us, hopefully that uh, like adventure, if it's just about being bold, it's about being bold in an outward way that maybe just does something for even one other person, even if it's just for the two of you and for each other. Sure. I mean, that that's, that's more than enough right there. Man, you've all, Jordan, all those things. You have, you have summarized so well for us, better than we could ever do. Oh, well, I, I mean, uh, look, no, you guys are, are very eloquent, so don't sell yourself short. But um, no, I now mean, we got to I mean, pay look, you hundred bucks. All right, you you made your money. No, he's <laughs> out of here. But this is, I, I think this is this is going to be the real opportunity for you guys as you continue down this line of like of you know changing the conversation around adventure, and also you know if you want to be a little provocative, like really focusing on the everyday at home adventure. I know you hint at it right now, but like if you really own that, I think. I think it's going to touch people in a really important way yeah. because I think we often just feel like we're imprisoned in our own lives and our own routines. Yeah. Right. When really, that if only we could get out to X place, then we would have X happiness or X fulfillment. Yeah, then we'd really be living. Yeah. Like Meg and I on the, on the podcast, when we're talking with guests, we often talk about silver bullet thinking, which sure. is like this idea like that. Yeah. One day when I get the girl, when I get the job, yes, get more right. money, whatever, I'm going to be happy. It's going to be kick ass. Woo. Guess what? Like Doesn't everyone exist. I know that's gone the girl or the job or the money or the, you know, has gone the trip. They've, they, they're the exact same. Like, yeah, they're it, still onto the next thing. Yeah. And more than likely, if that's how you work, you lost the girl, you probably lost the job and you know, you, you hate the mm -hmm. trip. Like, and that's the life I was living for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, I come by this really honestly, I'm not just being a prick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's it guys. And that's why I'm super excited by what you're doing. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, uh, that's, that's for really that. encouraging for us. I was just like thinking about when you explained your what you ended up doing for your trip around the world, like when we talked last week, and uh, that just sounds terrible to me. <laughs> like having to do that with a camera crew, fall and like having all these st like you know organized stops along the way, just must have really just ruined your awesome idea of the trip. Yeah, yeah, it sucked. Like <laughs> I mean, I, 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 and you know what it was like. It sucked, but I didn't feel like I could acknowledge that it sucked. It just seems like making oh, a really adventurous thing extremely unadventurous by adding all those things in. Yeah, and I mean, like, let's be honest too. Like, Marriott came aboard as the the hotel sponsor, so we are also staying in like 
like right. JW Marriott's everywhere. <laughs> it's like, if, if anything, like it should have been at least more relaxing than it was. Cause we were like in like, you know, like a million thread count sheets every night. But, <laughs> right. Exactly. But I mean, like, no, it just, it, it, it just wasn't the experience. And I mean, and, but I'd be lying to, if I said like it, it was the first travel experience I've had where I felt like that. I mean, like, you know, like Liz and I, I mean, she'll probably listen to this, but I, she'll she'll smile and not when she hears this. But Liz and I had this episode just before we broke up. We were um, vacationing in uh, we were in Portugal. Um, and I swear, I swear my life is not all travel and, and that sort of stuff. It was just a weird year. Um, <laughs> I, I was actually trying to make up for being a terrible boyfriend by booking us a bunch of trips. That's what I was doing. Nice. Um, yeah, total fail. Um, <laughs> um but uh, so I remember I was on the, we were walking in Lisbon somewhere and I like something popped in my head about work. And of course I had like a data plan on my phone because work, 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 work. Mm. And I remember Liz just grabbing me and she like grabbed me and like almost like gave me a little shake. I was like, dude, you need to be here with me right now. Mm. Forget work, forget whatever's going on back home. Be you being here with me present in the moment. That is the only thing that matters mm. right and I, you know what? I couldn't do it. I could not be present. Wow. Right. Yeah. And, and I, that's, that's, uh, it is, that's right? something that's only going to be getting harder and harder for generations coming. Just being, you know, as you were saying, just being so much more connected than they ever have before in history. Um, that's almost going to be a lost art being able to be in one place at one time. Yeah. It's like, it's like almost like we need to go through like Edgar Tolley mandatory training. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the, um, but even that, I mean, like uh, that, that's riddled with bullshit as well too. So I think it's just, I think it's just about starting to understand and, and interpret our own, our own vices and like not as a way we're always trying to fix stuff, right? Like we're always trying to fix everything. We live in a very self-helpy kind of world. Yeah. And I think more than ever before, it's just about calling out that we do these things and then it's up to us of how to respond to it. Sure. But I mean, I didn't even realize I was doing anything wrong until that moment. I just thought I was being me. But it turned out that behavior, like it was ultimately what caused the whole viral hoopla. And it's mm. ultimately as well what almost killed me when I was down and out. So, mm. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, it, that's why I think these questions about what impacts the digital world is having on us, not just the digital world, but the contemporary world is having on us as people and our personal development is so critical. Yeah. Man, Lots Jordan, of opportunities we, for the future. Lots of things to think about. Absolutely. Sorry to we throw like a, for a long time. Yeah, totally. If you ever want to do like an eight-hour uh, marathon episode, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bring you'll, you'll some be other... the guy we call. <laughs> I, I I got like a whole slew of buddies that can also talk forever. Talk like so, yeah, so if so... we ever need, if we're ever low on content, we know exactly where to come. Yeah, is there like some sort of like pod twenty-four hour podcasting challenge or something? I was about to say a lot of bands are like now doing these like twenty-four hour dance-a-thons or. Or call this we play band. the same song for 24 yeah, hours. Sugar yeah. Ross, ever heard of them? They just released yeah. a, uh, that's not how you say the name. I got in trouble from that from my friends the other day. <laughs> how, how do you say it? Is it like Seeger Rose? I, you know what? It's it's too pretentious the way you're supposed to say it. I just call it Sugar Ross. That's how how I say it. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you're going to fi- ask a local when you're there next week. Yeah, I definitely will. Oh, dude, you're, you're oh, wow. going to Iceland. Awesome. Because dude, you know is... what? If you don't go on trips, you're not living. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, and you, you got it. That you're going to solve all your problems. Oh, yeah. and Somehow you're going to come back health, happier, yeah. uh, better looking, more wealthy. Yeah. Marriage is going to be stronger. Everything. Marriage is definitely going to be stronger. Yeah. Um, that that's actually a, probably is true. Man. Good luck, man. <laughs> Travel is a wonderful thing. Don't don't yeah. get me wrong. No, absolutely. Just, yeah, but just be aware of what it is and what it isn't. Okay, that's all. thanks, Jordan. And if I ever find right. myself that's, crying that's on a hotel really cool. floor, like, I'll call you. Perspective now, and you, Jeremy, going into this trip, it's going to be yeah, maybe just uh, change some expectations and your perspective a bit. Well, and that's even been one of my challenges is is really being present. And so I think it'll be really nice for Katie and I just to get away um, for a couple of weeks, just her and I, and spend some time being present and being with each other and doing some exploring. So I'm looking forward to it. But we're still going to be doing daily recordings, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, we still have our call at noon, 8 a.m. 8 a. noon and uh, midnight for the Iceland reports. No. I, I mean, that sounds how, like how me and Megan work on our show. Yeah, <laughs> it makes just you guys, constantly. Oh, my God. Oh, it's just constant. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm getting so sick of her. It's crazy. And she would say the exact <laughs> same thing on this show right now. <laughs> So, so cool. I guess on this uh, this second episode, we didn't even get too much into the uh, 
imposter casts uh but i feel as though this whole thing is in in a way a bit of a promo if you guys want to if our listeners you want to hear a little bit more of jordan june 29th is that the day that is the day yeah hey that's my anniversary good day it was it was all for you thank Actually, you I did, so much i hired a private investigator to, oh uh, amazing to, to dig Wait, into your life does that mean that like this it's whole marriage is you a are sham an this isn't good this is actually an all. Uh, this is just a really elaborate setup. And a really elaborate <laughs> intervention or something. Yeah. Just wait until you get to Iceland, buddy. It'll all become clear. <laughs> It'll all come full circle. Jordan, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I think uh, this stuff is really helpful for our listeners and um, was really insightful for us too. Yeah, awesome. it was so fun. Guys, my pleasure. Thank you for having me and for uh, hearing me out to my ranty ways. And um, let's absolutely hang out and grab a beer soon. That'd be awesome. That would be so great. Awesome. Love it, guys. Thank you, Jordan. Cheers. Thank you. Jordan, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, Great new friend we've made in that guy. eh? Oh, love making a new friend, eh? Love making a new friend there, eh? (laughs) And that was, yeah, so nice to kind of catch part two and... um, I'm glad we did that I, in two parts because he had so much to talk about. Agreed. I, I, I really appreciate that um, he just was very, very open about talking about this whole topic. Um, not that he's some hero that has resurrected some uh, amazing company or business from this, but um, the fact that, yeah, like he uh, he danced with the devil a bit and, and, uh, and got caught up in it a little bit, and now he's, you know, trying to um, just come out on the other side. It's really cool what he's doing now. Yeah, and I imagine that whole year and a half that that has just been what an education in people, in the way the world works, in the type of person you, you. want to be and you don't want to be. I just, I mean, so I know. so interesting. All of the the people he's rubbed shoulders with and the things he's seen and the way people behave. And uh, I mean, that's just. Uh, I think it was really valuable to be able to glean a little bit of that from him. Uh, and also, really like, him being able to witness firsthand how so many people do business differently. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I, I just can't even imagine, like, getting being in that position and then having all these crazy offers and then people just hounding you and lying to you and all these empty promises. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting to see, you know, what really works and, and what uh, is just bad business. You want to know some good news? Yes. I, yo, yeah, I do. The, I love good news. The Imposter Cast, Jordan's new podcast, yes. it dropped last week, so there's already episodes out now. Go and check out the Imposter Cast. Subscribe, rate it, like it. Is that a thing? Like it? Star it? Star it, like it, rate it, review Star it. Star it. Yeah. yeah and that's mo- going to be great. Most importantly, subscribe. So if you just go in the iTunes store, wherever you get your podcasts, type in Imposter Cast. I listened to the first episode. Uh, it's it's great it's it's storytelling it's a little bit more um sort of documentary style stories so basically they go through someone's story and they're filtering in questions and parts of their story and it's uh really well produced and and nicely put together so if you're interested in in that please check it out and definitely stay in touch with what jordan's up to um i think he's a guy to kind of watch to see what he does i think he'll do really interesting things uh in the future Jared, if you had to put a buzzword to that to the imposter cast, what would the buzzword be? Ooh, a buzzword. I'm trying to think of buzzword. like in the New York Times what it would say, I, and I would say like, it might be like <laughs> like for clickbait. Like, <laughs> no, not for clickbait, but like reviews that are like good but vague, oh. where it's like exceptional <laughs> dash New York Times, you know, raw New York Times, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a raw interview, a masterpiece, the Chicago Tribune, you know, like. <laughs> Like, what does that stuff even mean? Wait, what does that mean? It's so <laughs> ambiguous. But maybe one for the imposter cast is real, right? They're telling real stories about people who have faked it in the past and who have are, are trying to kind of find themselves. And, and uh, maybe that's the right word for it. Real. I thought it was good. Cool. Yeah. R-E-E-L. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> Calvin's from the North. He's not quite as educated. <laughs> no, like fishing reel. I know. Okay. Uh, I'm just I'm just making fun of your intellect, which is not cool because you're actually a very smart guy. So not cool here. <laughs> low bar, low bar humor. Low bar. So guys, uh, thanks for okay. thanks for hanging out with us. This was a fun couple of episodes. Great, great couple of episodes. I can't wait to see what I put on for us next week. It's gonna be a solo show. Are we thinking? Or? No, I, I'm in Iceland, man. We got Iceland content. I know. So I'm just. 
I'll have you on for a very brief few <laughs> minutes, but I've got a lot of things I want. I got a lot of DS I gotta get out there uh, on the web. Okay? okay, I gotta change the password to the SoundCloud account so you can't upload anything strange. I'll get it somehow. Um, unless it's your poetry. <laughs> Isn't everything just your your middle name? Oh, my poetry. <laughs> yeah. About the Metropolitan. Yeah. No, there's gonna be some ideas coming out for sure. All right. All right. About improving infrastructure, <laughs> all these things. Calves rants. All right, that's it. Thanks uh, for spending some time with us, guys. Follow us on Instagram at OpenRoadPod. Share this with your friends. Visit us on the web, openroadpod.com, and we'll definitely catch you in the exact same place next week.